And welcome back to another episode of City View with Mayor Tom Koch. I'm Mark Carey's media director. We are in the mayor's office. Mayor, hello. Good afternoon. Hello, Mark. You know, last time I was on a podcast with you, you asked me, what do you got, COVID? And I left the podcast and I went and tested and I had COVID. <laughs> so you think it's funny. Huh? I'm sorry. Let's just say, put it that way. But you didn't get it. So that's great. No, I did not. Because glad we, you're feeling better. Because <laughs> we're almost six feet apart. Actually, a number of people I know that have had a tough bout of it uh, over the last couple of weeks is definitely, uh, definitely rampant again. Yeah, it was, thank God this time it was, um, it was, it was like a cold, but it was, you know, it lasted a few days. And so if I sounded like I had a cold and COVID, well, I did. Okay. So, and then I went home for a few days, which was lovely. Yeah, the uh, the office loved it too. <laughs> or as Chris Walker said, I didn't notice you were gone. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's move on and let's talk about, I think the issue of the day is uh, a meeting that, w- that was held last night. So why don't you set the scene on what this was and who came as far as the officials from the state and what it was about. So uh, last night we had scheduled and invited the community to a meeting to discuss the Welcome Center that's been established at Eastern Nazarene College with the Commonwealth of Massachusetts for migrants coming to this country legally, by the way. They have status from the federal government. So I had encouraged the state to do a meeting earlier on in the process, but I'm grateful they, they did get to it. As we know, and as we've talked about, it was a, a contract put together between ENC and the state and uh, we learned about it very last minute, and we began to ask questions, but they couldn't answer the questions at that point because this whole thing is like brand new. It was kind of thrown on the state, and um, they're trying to deal with it. And last night was was very good because we had a number of people there from the state, from Eastern Nazarene College, that really cleared up a lot of misinformation. There was a lot of concern and anxiety over this based on perceived things that weren't really accurate. So it's always good to get the information out. So we had the meeting last night uh, at Central Middle School. We had a full house, lots of folks there with a lot of opinions. We had um, Secretary Augustus, who's the Secretary of Housing. We had Secretary Walsh. She's the Secretary of Health and Human Services. We had Doris Cox from Bay State Community Services. We had a gentleman from AMI, and we had a gentleman from ENC. I don't know the names in front of me, so I apologize for that, but we had a Full, full panel there. They each presented a couple of slides on the large screen explaining the process, explaining what's going on. I thought the most telling slide was really the, the slide that shows the entire Commonwealth, the map of the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, with shelters all across the state housing these migrants. So when those folks all said, uh, why is Quincy bearing the brunt of it? In reality, we're not bearing the brunt of it. We're one of many communities that is dealing with the issue. And ours is a welcome center. And how that operates and what was made clear last night is people stay for a few days. They, they kind of process, they, they get assessed, they see what the needs are, and then uh, they are moved to a shelter somewhere around the state. We're not a shelter we're just a welcoming center. So there were a lot of concerns from people claiming it was a illegal shelter. It was this, it was that. That was not the case. Now, I, I understand people's anxiety and concerns that live in the area, that own a home, that are concerned about property values. They see a lot of craziness on the news, electronic media, with what's happening in some of the major cities. And uh, that's not this at all. No. Uh, but I understand the anxiety it creates. There are a lot of folks that had a lot of opinions last night, varying opinions. <laughs> it yeah. was very difficult at times because I, you know, there was some, and, and there was some ignorance in that room and, and some of the things that were said, people have the right to say it, but it's unfortunate to hear. I, yeah. I often say the city, the country is a society we've never been more educated and, and 
at times we've never been more ignorant. And uh, so I, you know, some of that stuff is disturbing, but everybody has a right to be heard. That was the idea of the meeting. We moderated the meeting and, uh, and the panelists, I thought, did an excellent job responding to the questions as best they could, getting the information out there correctly so people understood exactly what it's all about. I think the misstep here was initially ENC and the state coming out of the box without any explanation to the community. As, as somebody said, look, at ENC's been here a long time. They're a good neighbor. They do mm-hmm. a nice job at the college there, and we're happy to have them. But, you know, they would notify the neighborhood if they were doing something that they ball field or something. So I think the neighborhood felt a little slighted that uh, ENC did not give them any notice at all. So this was a good meeting. I think it, uh, I think it calmed the issue down to a large degree. Well, I, if I may interject, <clears throat> I think, you know, I saw it after the fact, but, I mean, a lot of people saw it. There's thousands of views on, on YouTube from the, on the QATV broadcast. It's still out there. But I thought you were the moderator just to set the scene. There was a panel on stage, and this room was packed. I mean, it was overflowing packed. Mm-hmm. There were two sides, two microphones. People got to speak one at a time. But you were really at a podium while everyone else was sitting at a table from ENC and from the state. I thought you brought some common sense and decorum and controlled some of the ignorance because there was some, but I also felt really good about many of our neighbors who spoke uh, with such common sense and such love for our mankind as well. Yes. There was a lot of that. People show passion for their city, for their neighborhood, and compassionate for other people. So, yes, my comment wasn't meant to slight that I think the overall feeling in the room was good Quincy people trying to get the information, trying to do the right thing, and want to be helpful. And then, of course, you have folks that have differing opinions, and there's some shouting back and forth, and that's unfortunate. But I think overall, the meeting went well, mm. and uh, the information got out there, the team was introduced, and um, you know, we'll keep pe- people posted. Some people ask, can we, can we stay updated? And I think we'll be able to do that on what's happening. And, and uh, if there's any changes, or we, we certainly can keep the community apprised of that. You know, I, th- I think there's some things that, Again, the, the difference between a welcoming center and a shelter is very different. We don't have any kids in our school system registered, you know, to date. We haven't had any incidents with police on that site, except for the, the protesters over the weekend that unfortunately The racist protests. racist protests. Yeah. But other than that, you know, it's been, it's been uh, very, very smooth. The BNC and Bay State Community Services, AMI, the handling all logistics, it's, it's going well. So, again... I appreciate everybody coming out last night. I hope it was helpful with the information side. I know it was, and I think people felt they were heard. Well, I, I, I want to take something that I actually took from your phone. I hope that's okay. And I took a picture of it and sent it to myself. This is, I'm not going to mention the person's name, but there was a woman who was a resident of the city of Quincy, and I thought this sort of sums up what I thought was a very good meeting overall, like you had just said. So this was from a resident that texted you that wasn't happy with the situation maybe a couple of weeks ago and we were having this conversation and then they sent you this today. I'm not going to send the, I'm not going to say the name, but I'm going to read this text. Good morning, Mayor Koch. I wanted to thank you for hosting last night's community meeting. You were truly exceptional in managing the crowd, defending our city and leading with grace and strength. It was very impressive to have two of the governor's cabinet members present at the meeting, particularly secretary Walsh, It clearly showed your ability to influence Governor Healy's team to respond to the needs of Quincy. The entire event was exceptionally well-planned, including the reassuring presence of the QPD. I am deeply grateful for your leadership and support. All the best. I'm not going to say the person's name. 
but I would agree with that after watching it again, a hundred percent, because I think that was a, if you weren't there, I don't know how it would have gone. And I well, think it was it would, important. Look at, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm the mayor of the city. I'm the chief elected officer of the city. So I have to be there. That's part of my role. She did. Uh, you just mentioned QBD. I should thank our police department who did an excellent job last night. And uh, I was criticized with one of the speakers saying we had too many police officers there it must be costing a lot of money. You know, if they, if if that nutty group came last night and created an incident, there would have been those saying you should have had more police there, et cetera. So look at, I always, I always go on the side of safety and uh, don't cut that short. So uh, thank for the police for the uh, nice job they did last night as well. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's move on. Another okay. topic. <laughs> let's go. Well, before we get to the next topic, we got an email. Now you get hundreds of emails all the time. I mean, we do, we have people that are just dealing with just your emails and it's more than one person at a time because a lot of emails come through this office. But this one specifically spoke to the podcast. I'm going to mention the person's name because he, you know, I thought he was, he had some good points. So in, in, in an effort of trans to be transparent, this is uh, an email that came from Stephen Oberg. And he wanted to see if there's any way we could suggest updates on a few things on the mayor's podcast, City View. One. And we'll, we'll each one of these questions could be a show. Right, right. But let's just try and run sure. through the answers if we can. And I'm going to surprise you. Here we go. <laughs> Update on building or redoing the Quincy Center MBTA station. Where is that at? It's in the process. Um, <laughs> and moving next let, 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 me, let, let me say this. Um, okay. I appreciate the question. That's something that we've been working very hard on. Speaker Mariano um, secured some $50 million in two consecutive fiscal years to a total of $100 million for the MBTA for the reconstruction of Quincy Center. So the planning and the specifications, the due diligence, the engineering design, all that is ongoing as we speak because we really can't do any building around it or development around it until we figure out actual MBTA uh, needs, the station rather, needs, as well as what the redesign will do, where things will land, like, uh, you know, transformer stations and all that. So we can't get too far ahead on the development side of things. Uh, that will come as the second phase, but it's, it's well in the design phase. Okay, we'll great. Next question. Thank you very much. And again, that could be, that will be a show at some point sure. as that moves forward. Uh, an update on the construction slash demolition of the Family Dollar Store, and when will that start in downtown, in the Quincy Center? Okay, so that is on the uh, westerly side of Hancock Street, I guess uh, southwest, I'm not sure, but yeah. it's westerly side. There were two projects announced, two development projects months ago. One was by Joey Akari, who has purchased the Dollar Store, and his intention to take it down and build a two-story restaurant, He's very successful in that world uh, with some residents above. And the two buildings to the left, Taekwondo and Donuts, uh, those two building sites have been secured by the city of Quincy. So the Akari building and the city of Quincy buildings will be coming down late October of this year, the demolition phase. Before you can demolish a building, you have to go through it with a fine-tooth comb to determine any hazardous materials. You have to mitigate that if there are any in there, lead paint, asbestos, for example, uh, that work has been pretty much done on those three buildings. And then the next building down, the arcade building, will be a little bit later. That's the Slater project for uh, a 15-story building with retail and uh, residents above. So it's in the works. You'll be seeing some action, Stephen, sometime late October. Okay, next question. Uh, with all the beautiful parks uh, and areas being added to the city or being fixed and redone, will there be more dog parks? Interesting question. 
The answer to that is yes. We've uh, actually had discussions with Commissioner David Murphy of uh, Natural Resources. The dog park that was constructed on Quarry Street has been so popular that uh, we believe we should locate more of them in the city. Now, as as you probably know, Mark, I mean, dog walkers still use all the parks across the city. And to remind those dog lovers out there, please, please, please pick up after your dog, (laughs) because not everybody does. Certainly, people are much better about it today than when I was a park director many years ago. So, so yes, we are looking at, I can't get into specifics right now, we are looking at geographically in the city where to best locate those and uh, more to come. Okay. And finally, will Quincy follow... How many does he have here? Just, just four. He had four <laughs> questions. So, okay. <laughs> so, will Quincy follow in Boston's footsteps with allowing dogs to be in restaurants with outdoor seating? <laughs> Interesting question, um, it is interesting. You know, I, I don't, I, I honestly don't know the answer to that. I don't know if that is just up to the establishment or if there's a code, a state building code slash health code, or is it an ordinance? I, I think that's going to take a little bit of due diligence. So I'll have to get back to you on that one, Stephen. Okay. Stephen O'Burg, thank you very much. He said, thank you for your time and have a great day. And we just want to remind anyone, if you have any questions or any thoughts or any ideas or whatever you, whatever you want to do, this is an open policy office here. You can give us a call, 617-376-1990. Now, on to the next. What we'll do is talk about something really, I don't want to say exciting, but it is exciting, actually, that this is coming. It's called, it, it's a welcoming ceremony for the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 mobile exhibit that is coming here next Tuesday. Let's talk about that a little. Sure, sure. We had, um, I don't want to embarrass her, so I'm not going to mention her name, but uh, we had uh, a (laughs) lovely woman from Quincy who came to us uh, several months ago suggesting that we try to get this exhibit to Quincy because it does, uh, they take the show on the road all across the country. So Mm. we looked into it, and um, obviously our fire department jumped on it. They loved the idea of it. We, we are going to have it here. We're going to be opening it up uh, the Tuesday the 19th at 3.30 with an opening ceremony. Essentially, it's a very large trailer that has a number of exhibits from the, the unfortunate events of 9-11, but also the heroic stories as well. So, yeah, we're, we're delighted to have it. I mean, unfortunately, all those events occurred on 9-11, but... Um, we should never forget. I think that's that's important. Talked the other day a little bit at the firehouse uh, when they do the annual remembrance, the 22nd year remembrance at the Central Firehouse, joined by Congressman Lynch and a number of city councils and state officials with Chief Jackson. And um, it's important to remember. It's important to continue to advocate for a couple of things. One is the event itself reminds us that uh, there's evil in the world that we've got to keep our God up, that it was a great lesson to us in many ways. We were, since, I mean, since Pearl Harbor, we were fat and happy, so to speak, when you look at what's gone on through the foreign policy ads around the world, right? So that was the first time we felt really vulnerable since Pearl Harbor. It's, it's important to remember that we always have to be vigilant, that you need a strong military to keep the peace. There's no question about that. And one of the beautiful things that came out of that was the amount of people that went and joined the service to defend this nation, defend its ideals. They, what was under attack was our ideals, was the idea of freedom and the free markets. And, and certainly they did some major damage and a lot of innocent lives were lost. It was outrageous. Again, an evil act. Two is it's, it's a reminder of what our first responders do on a regular basis. The police, fire, EMS, and I know it's been said a million times as people were leaving these men and women were running in. They were getting, helping people out. And many there's many stories knowing that these guys were 
basically saying to each other, it's nice knowing you, it's good to work with you. They knew in many cases that this was not going to be a good finish for them. And uh, it's, it's absolutely remarkable to see that. We've seen it for decades and centuries, certainly in our military, but to see such bravery as well in uh, police and fire, which, which over the years we've seen as well, but not at the magnitude, the volume that this was, right? So uh, whether it was the, the World Trade Centers or the Pentagon, we saw the same thing in the Pentagon occur. Again, people running in to, to get people out. It's a reminder. And, and out of that, we've learned a lot about the hazardous materials that firefighters deal with and breathe in, gets on their clothing. I commissioned Joe Finn from Boston a number of years ago, started to work on programs and changes in the workplace to help mitigate because firefighters have a much higher cancer rate than than the average citizen it's like like 15 percent higher than so you know so we've done things like second set of gear so if they are in an incident they come back wash that gear change out put in the, the fresh clean because a lot of times they they had gone to an incident and they're sitting in that same uniform material with all of that stuff seeping into their skin, whatever it may be, because it's not necessarily visible. Right. Um, so, so we learned a lot in that regard and it made a lot of adjustments to try to mitigate some of those, those hazards that the firefighters deal with uh, going into scenes like that. God, God willing, we'll never see something like that again, uh, but we always have to be prepared. You know, what I also think that was great out of that, and I know we had talked about this a little bit, but on September 12th and 13th and 14th and 15th, this country came together like I've never seen this country come together. I mean, everybody was out the next day with a candle in front of their house. You remember what it was like. Sure. And I, I watched a YouTube video yesterday of Peter Jennings, God rest his soul, on the 13th, play a video in at Buckingham Palace. They played the national anthem. Yeah. And thousands of people were outside in tears from around the world. Everyone came together around the world for this country, Absolutely. including this country. We came together and we became incredibly patriotic. Yes. I, I know some people think patriotic's a bad word. I, I don't know why that is. Um, patriotism is a good thing. It's, it's not nationalism. It's patriotism. Yeah. And uh, I, I would agree. I, I think, you know, looking back, I mean, some of the National Geographic, by the way, specials on that are pretty, pretty remarkable, the stories that are told within the story. But... Two things there. One is, yes, we came together as a country. It didn't matter what our color was, what our religion was, right. ethnicity, etc. Didn't matter if you're Democrat, Republican, Libertarian. We came together as Americans. And that's what's missing today in dealing with some of the challenges we have in Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to get back to that. Gosh, we got to get back to that. The other thing was the national, the international response was remarkable because I remember many of the worldlies saying, America has always been there for everybody else. It's our time to support them in their crisis. It was, it was heartwarming to see and feel that whole, the whole time. But what, and you know, the churches were full. I don't care whether you're a Muslim, a Jew, a Catholic, a Protestant, um, the churches were full with people praying in their faith tradition for peace and for forgiveness and healing and, and all of those things. So uh, yeah, you, I guess what, what disappoints me a little bit is how quickly, how quickly we forget, how quickly we go back to, well, uh, little worlds uh, and and uh, lose focus on uh, that patriotism, the unification issues. Uh, somebody said it to me, I don't know who said it, used to say the United States of America, now it's the states of America, is that, you know, we we got to get back to that that unity that is important. Um, that doesn't mean we can't disagree. That doesn't mean we yeah. can have different policy uh, discussions and all. It means we should always stay together as one nation. And when we're together, so much more can be accomplished. 
And that's a good note to end the podcast on today. So, again, we never forget 9-11. That'll be next Tuesday. Where is it, Mayor? It's going to be right that's at right the... by the General's Bridge at 3.30 for the opening ceremony. It'll be here for a couple of days. You can check out the Quincy Sound or check out our website. It'll have the information in it. Right. It'll be here to the 24th, as a matter of fact. So you want to make sure that you all show up for that. And this weekend, we could get into a hurricane. So stay tuned to... Uh, the mayor will probably do a video on Friday. I think we'll do that, depending on what, what's going to happen with the hurricane. Correct. I know you met with all of your leaders this morning, all of the folks. We're prepared. That, absolutely. Right? Absolutely prepared. So, all right. Next time, we'll see you on uh, City View. Mayor Tom Koch.